and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's show, beef specialist Alan Dillon gives us his top tips on winter weaning management. But first, Alan reflects on whether to sell now or keep the weanlings over winter. I suppose Catherine, there's a number of factors to take into account. The first one would be, I suppose, housing. Um, in terms of if, fa- if farmers are going to keep cattle over the winter, they will have a greater housing requirement. You have to decide, are these, is there enough housing on the farm? Um, typically, look, weanlings will need in the region of 1.5 to 2 metres squared of shed space per, per, per animal. And um, they may not have enough facilities on the farm to, to hold this. Uh, not having enough housing allowance, space allowance on the farm can be a big detriment to thrive in stock. The second thing is, I suppose, in terms of cash flow. Um, if you're used to selling these weanlings around the, the autumn time, you are running the risk of running short of cash if you're used to having this cash flow coming in in the autumn that is not coming now until the spring. So farmers will have to make a decision on that. Can they can they hold these stock and do without the cash flow for the next three to four months, hoping the prices will improve? If they do, if they can't do do without that cash, will they have to talk to a banking facility to see can they increase overdrafts or look for a short term loan, etc., to carry them over the next period? This is this is maybe cash that maybe need to to, to meet bills, loan repayments, etc. You mentioned housing there. What are the key requirements, especially if they're a spring calving herd and they're starting calving early in the spring with keeping these weanlands over the winter? I suppose we all already mentioned space allowance and that, that could be the biggest crux for most farmers in terms of will they have the space allowance. In a lot of cases, they won't. Um, the second thing, I suppose, if you're looking at housing, I suppose water supply is, is another issue and ventilation. Uh, we've heard of a lot of stories over the last number of years of increased levels of pneumonia in stock. Um, some of this may be due to overcrowding or maybe incorrect weaning practices, etc. Uh, but I suppose two things, water supply and ventilation are key to um, achieving good levels of, of waking in the shed. Um, silage quality has to be analysed as well. So look, we're looking at a, having a good quality silage and feeding adequate levels of meal and also your dosing and vaccination plans. So if you've had pneumonia outbreaks, etc., in the past, you'd first look at your housing and see, right, is there issues with maybe space ventilation? Then you would look at it, maybe a vaccination plan. Um, the biggest issues we're seeing coming in with weanlings in terms of uh, pneumonia are, I suppose, RSV, PI3 and Pasteurella. They're the three main strains. There are vaccines that, are, that can there that can cover those different strains. Um, two shots will be needed and they cost in the region of, I suppose, somewhere between 10 and 12 euros per head. Um, and also then... Dosing your weanlings coming into the shed, you need to be aware, I suppose, of the requirement to kill all three stages of liver fluke and to attack the, the stomach worms and the lung worms. In relation to price, what would farmers need to be expecting to achieve next spring in order to make it viable to keep these weanlings over the winter? At the minute, most weanlings are achieving still in the region of around in, in excess of two euros per kilo. Um, shippers were quite active over the last number of months, probably until recently, and they were paying in, in excess of that, probably up to 230, 240 a kilo, depending on weight. The weights that we were talking about were coming in at around maybe 300 to 350 kilos. In excess of that, the price was dropping back to around the 2 euros a kilo. Uh, really, if you're getting 2 euros a kilo at the minute, you would need a, uh, a live weight price of around 2 euros 10 in the spring to justify your costs. Now, that's not leaving any margin. And this is assuming that you can hit the 0.6 kilos per day target weight gain over the winter period, which in some cases isn't being achieved. So you're looking at a guy that's very efficient, able to hit his targets, um, and he's producing a saleable weanling next spring uh, for, for the grass market. And he will need, a, need a, about 2.10 a kilo just to break even on his winter feed costs. 
In relation to weight gain, what are the key areas the farmers can focus on to achieve this 0.6 kilos per head per day over winter? Okay. A few things we've touched on already, um, but one of the main ones, I suppose, is silage quality. Um, you need a 75 DMD silage or, uh, to, to grow a weanling over the winter with, with very low levels of ration. Um, as your silage quality reduces, you need to increase the amount of ration that you're going to feed to those weanlings. In terms of your ration type that you're going to feed, you're going to be generally looking at something near a 16% protein ration. So um, if your silage quality is coming in at probably around 10, 12, 13% uh, protein, you'll probably be looking at a 16% ration that you would feed at a rate of maybe around 2 kilos per day to bring your overall diet up to around 14%. Again, this goes back to silage testing and the, the importance of that, that knowing what type of, type of forage you're feeding your stock. Um, I would say also then look, uh, along with the fluke treatment, um, the worm treatment and the pneumonia va vaccines or whatever you're using, lice is very important. Uh, lice, excessive lice on, on cattle and will bring amount a, a large amount of cattle being licking their coats. And this will this is a detriment also to the tribe. They will spend the time licking their coats rather than eating silage and eating meal and it will it will it will hit tribe also. What are the common reasons that you've seen why wheelings underperform over winter and aren't achieving this zero point six kilos per head per day? I would say look, generally silage quality is probably poorer than people imagine. A lot of the silages we've seen over the years have come back in the low 60 DMD bracket and that requires probably, you know, three kilos of meal per day to achieve that 0.6 kilo, kilos per day uh, daily live weight gain. Um, probably maybe not dosing cattle for all three stage liver fluke, maybe using a product that maybe only kills the later stage liver fluke, the adult liver fluke, um, and that's probably all they might get over the winter. Then the, the young immature immature liver flukes will develop inside the animal and can, this can hit thrive. Um, maybe not reacting to a lice outbreak as well where lice are... Uh, see cattle are seen to be licking and uh, not treating them also this, this can affect daily live weight gain and also I suppose in terms of pneumonia again um, young stock tend to can often get little minor outbreaks of, of chills or pneumonia over different periods in the winter and they may fight them off themselves but it can outbreaks like this can hit daily live weight gain and it may not, may not always be completely visible to the eye um, we'd recommend weighing cattle as well on a, on, a, on a regular basis over the winter. Maybe weigh them as they go into the shed, maybe halfway through the winter, and maybe again when they're turning out the grass uh, in, in, the, in the springtime, just to see what level of daily weight gain are you getting. It's a lot easier to tackle an issue of low daily live weight gains over the winter if you can kind of see what you are achieving and then maybe work out where what areas you need to improve on. Yes, and do you think compensatory growth will make up for this loss next summer? Um it may make up to a small amount, a small amount of it, but I would imagine that, uh, look, if you're if you're achieving low levels of daily live weight gain or no levels of daily live weight gain over the winter, you are in danger of possibly stunting animals, um, and um, especially at a young age, and this may have a detrimental effect to their their final kill weight at a later date. You mentioned silage quality as being important. How do farmers listening go about testing silage quality on their farms? Yeah, I suppose you, you have two options. I suppose you're, you're either, um, you're either you're testing bales or you're testing pit. Um, generally, look, what Chagas would offer is a, is a service where we would um, test it with a, with a silage core. So you core down through the pit, um, take a representative sample. Uh, if you're coring down through bales, maybe take a, a sample of a number of bales. So you get a representative sample of a, of a, of a group of bales. Um, you can send it off to any of the labs. There's a load of labs around the country that are, that are testing this. And they will... Um, use their, their equipment, wet chemistry equipment, to uh, give you a result on based on... And look, the main things you're looking for is DMD, 
uh, you're looking look at your protein, you're looking at your energy content, etc. Of, of the sample. And what impact does this DMD, the dry matter digestibility, have? Yeah, well, I suppose the dry the dry matter digestibility it, it's a it's a measure of the the intake that the animal will achieve on on the silage, and it's also a measure of what level of performance they would expect, we would expect to get. I mean, on silage hitting in and around the mid to high 70s DMD, which is, I suppose, not achieved in a, in a huge amount of cases, but where it is achieved, you can you can expect to achieve probably around 0.6 kilo per day daily live weight gain with no ration at all in the animal. As you move down through, this, through the DMDs and you're heading down to 70, 65, uh, 60 DMD silage, which is... In, in some cases, it's common enough. Um, you are looking at increasing your meal feeding rate by about a kilo for every 5% drop. And from samples tested to date, what are the, those results showing? Right, well, Catherine, the results we've seen so far coming back from 250 samples is uh, the average is coming quite good at around average of about 50, 69 DMD, uh, which is, uh, I would imagine, uh, an increased figure in last year. There's a, va- a vast range, though, amongst uh, amongst those samples. So they're, coming, they're ranging from around 55 DMD up to 78 DMD. So you can see the difference in quality, but overall, uh, silage results are quite good this year. A lot of them are hitting over 70 DMD, um, probably for the first time, whereas last year they, they would have come in and around the 65 DMD or maybe lower. So in general, results are quite good this year. It's down to cutting date. It's down to the weather and it's down to the fact that uh, farmers took the opportunity in the month of May, a lot, a lot of them when, uh, when weather was good. With that variation, what impact will silage quality have in relation to concentrates required to supplement this silage? In terms of, um, in terms of silage quality, I suppose, if we're saying a 55 DMD silage uh, coming in, which is the lower end of the scale, you'd be looking at probably supplementing with somewhere between three and a half and four kilos per day of a, of, of a high quality ration over the winter to achieve the 0.6 kilos per day. At 62 DMD silage, you'd be saying two and a half kilos per day. 68 DMD silage, you'd be looking at two kilos per day. And once you're heading into good quality silage is 70 plus, you'll probably be back to around a kilo a day until you hit maybe 75 to 78 DMD. That on its own will grow animals at a, at a rate of 0.6 kilos per day. Farmers that are currently pricing and feeding rations, what should they be looking for? Um, I suppose, look, in general, ration prices are back a bit this year on, on last year, which is which is some bit of a help given the lower the lower prices, beef prices. Um, I suppose looking at the straights, what straights are good value this year. I mean, barley is coming at around relative value of around 210 euros per tonne. Uh, soya is back a good bit to around 370 euros per ton you'll be looking at hoping to get a, a, a high amount of, of good quality ingredients so you're looking in your ration mix if you're buying a ration you'll be looking at getting a, a, I suppose maize barley soya bean meal uh, soya hulls um, and maybe something like uh, a maize of sillers or something to, in, in the mix From your experience is there a benefit to feeding as you say 2 kilos per head per day versus front loading meal at the start of housing? There is Catherine we have seen a benefit I suppose what we would recommend is if you are going selling weanlings in the spring, there is a, a higher a higher feeding rate will give you the best return. So what we would say is if you are going to feed an average of two kilos for the entire winter, it's best to feed 2.5 kilos a day for the first 40 days, reduce this to two kilos per day for the next 40. And for the last 40 days, uh, you would reduce it to 1.5 kilos per day before pulling them off meal if you're going to put them out the grass yourself and, ma- and make a benefit from compensatory growth or if you're going to sell them in the March you can sell them at that stage then at the 1.5 kilos per day but we have seen greater levels of daily live weight gain where this system is put in place. Farmers that have taken silage samples can you mention how they might save now knowing the quality of their silage? 
Well, I suppose if you know your silage quality is, is of a higher level than you expected, if it's 70, 75 plus DMD, you can cut back or maybe eliminate the amount of meal you need to feed over the winter um, without having any detrimental effects on daily live weight gain. Obviously, cash flow is important on every farm. If farmers are to keep the weanlings, what impact would that have financially? If you look at the cost of keeping a weanling over the winter, it's going to be around €200 Euros, uh, to carry that weanling for 120, 150 days. So we would say talk to your bank uh, to be sure you have, I suppose, adequate facilities in place to, to meet your loan, requ- your loan requirements or bill requirements and still have enough cash maybe to keep the, keep the household going. Uh, maybe you will need to look at maybe an overdraft increase or a credit line or, or some form of finance to, to carry you over the winter period until you sell those wheelings. The big difference is if you're used to getting that cash flow coming in in around the autumn time and suddenly it's not going to arrive for another four or five months, something's going to have to fill that gap where bills and, and loan repayments have to be met. With current issues in the sector, there are a number of farmers that would normally be finishing cattle but have a lot of questions about storing these cattle instead. How should farmers go about storing these cattle, achieve performance without stagnating stock? Uh, yeah, I suppose this comes back again to silage quality. Um, if your silage quality is adequate at, let's say, you know, 70 DMD plus, you could probably hold those cattle over the winter on silage only without having any detrimental effect on, on daily live weight gains. These cattle will, once they're dosed they adequately, etc., they will achieve in and around 0.5 kilos per day daily live weight gain on silage, good quality silage only. Um, if your silage quality is poor in the 60, 65 DMD, well, then you're looking at increase, increasing meal, meal feeding levels. So you're talking about going in with maybe two kilos of ration per day to store these cattle and put them back to grass. The benefit of that, I suppose, maybe is that it gives the market a bit of time to correct itself. Um, at the minute, we're looking at a beef price of around 345, 350 per kilo. You know, I suppose in the spring, we're not sure at the minute where the, where the market is going to go in terms of uh, spring beef price. And I suppose the benefit of, of storing the cattle and killing them maybe in June, July off grass is you can get a lot of cheap daily weight gain uh, in the spring and early summer next year. And you may be dealing with a better beef price, which will leave a better margin and possibly a higher, higher carcass gain. However, if markets change, this can be turned around quickly. What would you advise in this situation? We are possibly looking at a, at a time when maybe maybe the market sentiment is going to improve and prices may be a bit better in the new year. Um, I suppose farmers in this situation, if they have been storing cattle and suddenly things get better, you could still increase meal feeding levels from maybe two kilos to five, six kilos a day over, over a short, fairly short period of time and still have cattle finished in probably 60 to 70 days, uh, allowing you to have them gone in the spring uh, if, if, if markets improve and prices are a bit more positive. Um, I don't think farmers should be too worried about, about uh, storing cattle in this scenario um, once cash flow isn't limiting and they don't need the money in a bit too quick. You've mentioned a lot of interesting points there, Alan. What would be the top three points you would advise farmers to focus on? In terms of your silage, I think it has to be tested. Uh, we are seeing, as we said, improved levels of silage quality this year, which is a big bonus. Uh, and this may allow a farmer to cut back on the amount of meal he's feeding or may tell him he needs to feed more meal depending on how, what, what the animal is and what, he, what the silage quality result is. Um, I would say in terms, of, in terms of buying a concentrate, you need to be aware of what you're buying and what the value is. Um, the, you know, the first five ingredients that are listed on your, on your ration will tell you a lot about what the quality is and what the constituents are. You know, you're looking for the good quality ingredients, your maize, your barley, soya hulls, soya bean meal, etc., uh, and you're looking, shop around, have a look at the prices that different merchants are offering and see what you can get in terms of best value. Um, in terms of the option of maybe of uh, killing cattle, feeding cattle on to kill them in the spring or maybe storing them into the summer, 
look, I, I think farmers look need to be need to plan in advance. If you are going to hold cattle um, over the winter and and sell them in the spring, where you would normally have sold them in the in the autumn time, or if you're holding cattle that you were and killing them in the in the summer time, where you would normally have killed them in the spring. Um, you need to have uh, you, you need to have plans in place in terms of finance, in terms of dealing with banks and dealing with what money would normally be coming in where it's not. Uh, what's going to fill that gap? I would say talk to your bank uh, and be proactive. Some very interesting points. Thanks very much, Alan, for joining me on the show. That's all for this week's episode. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.